GM, GM, welcome to another episode of Web3 Academy, a place for entrepreneurs, business professionals, and creators to learn how to use Web3 to build sustainable business models and thriving communities. I'm Jay Bird. I'm here with my co-host, Kyle Reedhead. And today on the episode, we've got Peter Lowe, the Discord guru, talking all about how to build a better Discord for your community. Kai, what did we break down today? Yeah, you know what? There are a lot of Discord haters out there, but ultimately, if you're in Web3, it is a great platform to build community on. I mean, we do it ourselves, and there are many across the space that are doing it. And uh, it was great to bring Peter on because, you know, we could just dive into some of the best practices. It's a very practical, insightful discussion of how can you create a better onboarding experience inside of Discord? How do you provide value in your Discord through events and through different things that he's seen? And how do you use gamification to create more engagement, to get more activity going on in there uh, inside of your Discord? And so a lot of just different um, useful tips, I think, if you're running a community, if you're running a brand, a business, whatever, and you want to interact with your audience, your customers, your, your whoever. And so that was nice. And then I think we talked a lot about security, which was super important, of course, if you're running a Discord server, something that I never really thought much about, did not even realize the importance of it. But of course, it is extremely, extremely important. Yeah, it's incredible that... Five years ago, Peter decided to specialize in Discord. I think that's before many Web3 people got into Discord. And he talks about the origins of how Discord was originally for gamers and developers and how he saw it as he started to have clients ask him to create Discord servers for them. And he was like, okay, here's a tool. I'm going to specialize in this. So you know, over half a decade, he's just been working in Discord and building Discords. And he's built some great servers for communities like Jump and Nifty Finance and Linktree and CloudName and many more. So his experience is so vast and he really brought that to the table today. So excited for you guys to hear this episode with Peter Lowe, the Discord guru. Before we jump in, let's just take a minute to hear from our sponsors. Don't trust, verify. That's the unlock of blockchain technology. The ability to store information in an open, transparent, and permissionless manner. That information may be in the form of money, value, access, data, content, and so much more. Regardless, this innovation is going to change the way that we use the internet and the way business and economies function forever. How valuable would it be to you if you were ahead of one of the most influential technological innovations of our lifetime? Staying on the forefront of Web3 will teach you where and what to build if you're an entrepreneur, where to focus your time and energy as a creator or business professional trying to stay ahead of the curve, or where to put your money if you're an investor. That's exactly what Web3 Academy Pro is doing for people just like you. I'm putting all my time and energy into these weekly reports combining on-chain analysis and industry insights to uncover what business models and technologies will win or are winning in Web3. Rather than discuss and speculate on what's happening in the space, myself and the pro team are verifying through analyzing what's happening on chain, giving you the realist analysis in Web3. We're sending pro members weekly on-chain reports directly to your inbox. We've opened a private Discord channel exclusively for pro members to ask questions. And finally, we're also running monthly live Q&As exclusively for pro members. Signing up is simple. Head to w3academy.io slash pro today Log in with your email you use to subscribe to Web3 Academy and sign up today. If you're ready to level up in Web3, then it's time to go pro. The number one resource to learn how to build and invest in Web3. For all you pro members out there listening, thanks for your support. And I look forward to continuing to go deeper down this rabbit hole and learning with all of you. 
And remember, when in doubt, look on chain. Unlock Protocol is the NFT membership protocol for Web3. Content subscriptions, community access, event tickets are all forms of memberships, one of the most common business models for creators and entrepreneurs today. Building an NFT membership opens many new possibilities for your members. Everything from tailored multi-platform experiences to the ability to sell an unfinished subscription on secondary markets. These are things just not possible in Web2. However, in order for this business model to work, creators need NFTs, which are time-bound or have built-in recurring payments. Unlock Protocol does this for your NFTs. Better yet, with a few simple steps, you can create your own NFT contract without code. What WordPress has done for websites, Unlock Protocol is doing for membership NFTs. If you're an NFT creator, you can't rely on royalties as they are likely going to zero. You need recurring revenue. You need Unlock. At Web3 Academy, we believe NFT memberships are the future of business and community. And that's why we decided to build on Unlock. Learn more at unlock-protocol.com. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have you. Certainly know that everybody in the Web3 space has the joys and the pains of using Discord. <laughs> so let's start with your rabbit hole story. What led you to fall down the rabbit hole into Web3? So essentially, my rabbit hole story is I have a background in social media marketing and I chose to specialize in discord after i had a client in the adult industry and this client wanted a decentralized community because they were like we can't be on facebook we can't be on instagram because the type of content that they wanted to share was obviously not compatible with the terms of service of those platforms so he wanted a discord server and it was awesome it was like i'm happy to do a discord server for you and I'd always wanted to build a Discord server for a client. So I jumped into it and it turned out to be an amazing project in that the community was absolutely massive and it helped his company scale as a result. And no, the knowledge I gained from that was essentially, it led to me building a dating Discord server for him as well, which was sort of like matchmaking and events and all this sort of interesting stuff. But that knowledge that I gained from doing that and the decentralized nature of Discord in that way felt like a perfect segue into Web3. And I was introduced to NFTs about two and a half years ago by an old friend of mine. And he's like, have you ever heard of NFTs? And I was like, no, I've never heard of them. I don't know what that is. And he told me we've got to create our own NFT project. And I went on OpenSea and I tried to just upload a bunch of pictures and stuff and I was like oh my god it's cost so much money to this is during the bull market when it was like $250 to mint something and yeah yeah um, gas was so it, expensive yeah and then we ended up working with one of his friends and they created a bunch of these cryptocurrency tokens but they were like animated images of tokens and it was called hodl collectibles and it was like <laughs> animated tokens that were nfts but we worked really hard with the 
his one of his friends called Joe, who's this like crazy developer, to have the tokens display the price of Bitcoin or price of Litecoin or price of Dogecoin actually on the NFT. So you could see the animation oh, so, and you could see the see So the they price. were dynamic NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, wow, really gays. Wow. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't compatible with OpenSea. It just OpenSea kept bugging out and couldn't cope with it. So we found this marketplace called Beyond NFT that was literally like unheard of. No one even knew about it. It was just a marketplace for like developers to showcase their crazy NFT projects. And yeah, end up building a Discord server for that project and then realized oh my god there's so many nft projects and web3 projects that are using discord and it was like this light bulb moment for me i was like oh my god i'm just gonna dive in and start (laughs) building discord servers for web3 clients (laughs) so sort of pivoted and shifted then after that i would i never went back i mean we're now starting to consult web2 brands but I didn't go back to the other stuff I was doing in Web2. I was like, I'm just going to stay here. This is awesome. Fully in Discord. That's amazing. Yeah. Solving a much needed problem because there's a lot of Discords out there and a lot of them not so great. I'm curious. It's a great story, by the way. But why do you think that Web3 is flocking towards Discord? Obviously, Web3 is growing. There's all this talk about community, et cetera. Why Discord, though? Why didn't we use, I don't know, Slack or what else is out there? I mean, I guess we still use Telegram, but Discord seems to be the clear winner. Any idea why you think that is? There's multiple factors. The first factor, I think, is that Discord has been a community platform for about seven years. And then I also think the fact that it doesn't have advertising on there. It's not like Facebook where Mm. you're being bombarded with advertisements. Traditionally, I think for a lot of Web3 native people, like developers have always been using Discord as a way to communicate. Like people used to use irc and teamspeak and then people swapped to discord and i came from that group of people who went from Mm. teamspeak to discord in the gaming context and Mm. i'm aware that there was a lot of developers who are also a part of that and then in addition Uh, to that there's also the fact that the discord api can do anything and it has ability to do blockchain integration and you can build on top of the Discord API and pretty much build anything. And so the ability for it to be so versatile is also a factor. There are other platforms out there. People might be using like Circle and there's a few yeah. others, but they don't have the anywhere near as much functionality or market share or demand over the market. It's literally years and years and years ahead of everybody else in the space Agreed. for this particular type of platform. So... That would be I, my answer. I didn't realize that it was the devs that brought it on, but it makes complete sense. What's interesting is we all start using it when the mainstream people started all flocking into crypto and especially into NFTs. They were all like, I hate this Discord thing. What are we doing here? And it's because there's so much you can do with it. I remember for me, I also hate it when I first got in there. And then it, after I was like, I got to figure this thing out. And I spent a good week, two weeks, like really digging into what was possible and like setting it up to work for me. And I was like, Oh, actually, this thing is amazing. Like, it's so much better than Slack. And I think a lot of people just have not, have been, have yet to realize that. But it makes sense it was the dev community that brought it in. I never realized that before. That's pretty interesting. And the gaming community, too. That was where I first heard about Discord, was from the gaming community. Actually, my first Discord was when I was living abroad in Bali and I wanted to stream NBA games. And there was an (laughs) NBA Discord server where they would share 
illegal streaming i hope that nobody <laughs> government's not listening to this where they would share illegal streaming links so you could stream nba games that was my first discord server amazing <laughs> so do you think it will always be discord like for web3 will communities always be built in discord i think that it, discord's got such a massive head start and mm-hmm. that it's that maybe in the future something else might come along but i don't see it happening anytime soon who knows where things are going to be five years from now with the way AI is going. I'm pretty blown away by that chat GPT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know because something else could happen that we can't foresee right now. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of web three native copycats of discord that are being built, which make it much easier to use if your community or whatever you're building revolves around tokens and access and things. So it definitely does make it an easier experience. So we'll see if that wins out. I don't know. It's hard to say. But so this podcast, I think just to set the tone, we're here to talk the builder side of things. So for those that have NFT communities, that have businesses, that have brands, et cetera, that want to build a community, Discord, we're saying, is a great platform for that. And we want to start to give, I think, a bit of a framework on, on how we do that. How do we build these things so that it actually sets up for a good experience for community? And so I guess to start things off, if we're thinking about building a Discord for our communities or our yeah. brands, you know, what would your thoughts be on how we set that up? Do you have a framework? Do you think about simplicity first? Do you worry about the onboarding experience? Is it all about the events that are happening? Like what are the most important things when using Discord to build community? I think that first of all, know who your target audience is, know what they like, who they are, what sort of experiences they enjoy before you even start building a community because you want to make sure that the community is tailored toward the needs of your audience. And if there's a mismatch, it's just not going to gel and it might not really work. So you want to make sure that the community you're building is very streamlined. Then when you jump into building the community, I would never build a Discord server that has more than say five front-end channels. And when I say front-end, I mean channels that people can see. I would never start with more than five channels because I've seen Discord servers where they've got like 20 or 30 channels. And I'm like, most new people who join this are just going to leave because they're going to be confused and there's going to be no way to follow what's going on. They're not going to be able to find the information they're looking for. So I think to start with five channels and then create an onboarding experience, which is when people join the Discord server, it's the experience they have when they get there that is really informative and you've got to do a bit of hand-holding with Discord because some people are new to it. Having a complex procedure as well that's not simple is going to also deter people. So I think that simplicity is key in that process and also prioritize security. There's moderation and security bots out there such as WIC and Discord even has inbuilt like moderation feature now. So you need to be able to prioritize that as well because if you don't have the security, then if something goes wrong, it's going to look really bad and you could potentially <laughs> destroy your whole project through a security breach. It's a great point you make about onboarding experiences. You made a few really great tips there and be cool to just dive into each one of those. On the onboarding experience, I really love that idea of only five channels. I've come into so many discords where, like you said, there's 20, 30 channels and it's overwhelming. I don't know where to go. I don't know where I belong. You feel like you're not sure where to say anything. There's always this feeling of, I think, imposter syndrome when you come into a new Discord, because often the way that we onboard people into Discord is through some sort of digital manner. It's not like a friend invited you out to a party and you had a friend. Like You might come into a Discord and you know nobody, right? And you're looking for somebody to welcome you and bring you in. So I'm just curious, you say five channels when you first come in. 
then you go through an onboarding experience. And then would you recommend opening up more channels? And what would typically be the trigger that you would look to open up more channels? There's a really great way to do it. And it is a bit more technical, but I would highly recommend doing this if people felt like they could dive in and learn about it. The best way- Or they, they can they, just hire you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. They can hire me too. That's a good point. So yeah. Yeah. So you might say like their onboarding process might be one or two channels. Once they've gone through that, it opens up three or four more channels. And then there'll be this system that'll be operating in the background, which is a, it detects like in user engagement. So it can see when people are sending messages, how frequently, how active the voice channels are, and it'll re reward people experience points for their agent in the community. And then when they reach a certain number of experience points, they level up. And as they level up, gradually they unlock more of the Discord server. So it's like the Discord mm. server kind of expands as people engage with it rather than it all being open. There's a Discord server called Furlough, founded by a guy called Joe Casanova. I love Furlough. I use it pretty much every day. And he's, mm. his server is very much like that. And Furlough is a server for entrepreneurs. So hmm. it's good. The other thing I think a lot about with onboarding is the mix of onboarding in discord with bots and an introduction channel is something that we commonly see in every discord that mixed with some sort of more web two or even more in-person onboarding do you recommend that people also do like a weekly new members call or that they have something else to onboard other than just the discord and what are your suggestions there I'm definitely in favor of weekly introduction calls. Jump Discord server does a really good job at, at that. And it's a good example of a, a community where they have that system. And I touched on this in that Web3 Mastermind on Discord. They're sort of like creating events, running events in the Discord server. And I think that events are like a really core part about the well-functioning and highly engaging and exciting community to be a part of. You know, if there's nothing mm -hmm. happening, there's no events, it's just a chat room. What's the point of that? And so having new members who join and creating an event onboards them into the community and also helps them build rapport with the people who are in the community and even starts to develop friendships and connections. I think it's really valuable to do those sorts of things. I'm curious, what are the best events that you have seen? I'm going to refer to furlough again, because furlough is absolutely phenomenal at this. And if you are looking to learn from an example, I would say go to furlough's discord server. They do things like obviously the community onboarding calls, like when someone joins the community, everybody who's new can come to this event and they do meet and greets. They do these things called build in public events and they do mastermind groups for, you know, all of these entrepreneurs, they have people who do coaching where they actually have people jump on and do like group coaching calls. And that's obviously events that are targeted towards entrepreneurs, but you know, mm -hmm. in different, in other servers, there's a, a music discord server that I was involved with where they would run weekly jam sessions where everybody could jump <laughs> on and play music together or do like band competitions where they'd have people who perform together and the community would vote who they liked. I think that creating experiences that bring people together is key and that are relevant to the reason that people are there and that people are going to be interested in. I also say the Web3 Academy, what you guys are doing with the mastermind is another great example. When I listen to you and I think of your framework, it's like when someone joins a Discord or a community, let's call it, 
one, keep it simple in the beginning, right? So that they can learn and figure out what to do. And then as they interact more and engage more, it starts to unlock more things. Then the other big part of it is give value, right? And these could be masterminds. These can be like all the different events and things that you talked about, which create connections. That's kind of the purpose of a discord, right? Is to give people a platform to do all those things. So once you have that, once you have a great onboarding experience, it's nice and simple and it starts to open up more for people. Are there tools or things in Discord that you've noticed that either maybe amplify those things or make those better or that can do something else that we're not even thinking of? The idea of opening up channels is pretty cool. I assume there's a bot or something that does that kind of thing. But that's really interesting to me based off their engagement. But are there other things that you're like, yeah, Discord is amazing and you can only really do this in Discord and people need to do this to level up their server at some point? I think when it comes to things like mechanics, maybe for DAOs, you can see the number of tokens that people are holding in their blockchain wallets. And then you can use that information to create roles in the Discord server. Mm-hmm. And roles are what enable people to seize particular sections of the Discord server. They're also used as a way to almost like self-identify. You know, you can assign someone a role and make it visible and everybody can see that that person has that role. So what you can do with roles and blockchain integration is you can assign roles based on the number of tokens that someone's holding in their wallet or the number of NFTs they have, or just for the fact of actually holding the token. And then by doing that, you can then enable it so that only people are holding a specific NFT can go to a specific event. So you can token gate access to experiences, access to channels, access to using specific features. You can token gate anything with Discord and it's just your imagination is really the limit so but one thing that you did that i really love in the jump discord is the upvote so jump discord is all about news and so this is particular to and it this would work for any any discord where it was sharing of content basically right doesn't have to be news related it could be any content like a developer discord where they're sharing great developer resources news anything which is most communities probably which is most communities right and so i don't know how you built this but there's this upvote feature now where i don't have to go through every channel to see what the most popular posts of the week is i can just go to the upvote channel and it'll show me what the most popular posts are currently like i just love that that is such a great feature every discord should have that yeah it's a really cool system if anybody is not in the discord i can just describe how it works it's essentially when people post either a link an image this upvoting bot automatically posts a little upvote emoji on the content and then anytime people click on it, it automatically gives them points, which are like in the form of upvotes. There's actually a leaderboard for the number of upvotes that people have in the server. Hmm. And you can also track how many people are giving out upvotes as well. There's so many ways to track the information as well, like the data. But then what happens is when those posts reach a certain threshold of, of upvotes, they get streamed into the upvoted channel. And you can even- So you're gamifying do- it. Yeah, and then there's the ability for me to even assign roles to people based on the number of upvotes they get. So there could be some club for if you get more than 100 upvotes, then you're in the influencers club or something like right. that. You could do you can do anything with that. This is, I think, an area that is still not untapped because people are doing it, but gamifying communities, I think, is a big thing. And I know I actually used to have a course and a membership around weight loss back when I was a health coach. And in the subscription, there was a membership spot where it was a bit of a community. 
and I had gamified it where you like start to do certain things. You would achieve these points and these points would give you like certain discounts and things. It was kind of cool. I was using Buddy Boss. It was not on Discord at the time, but it's like a WordPress plugin. I think a lot of people actually don't even know what gamification is. If you can kind of touch on that and then just dive into what's possible or what you've seen. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. In the context of Discord, at least from my experience, gamification is being able to take, say, information or actions such as posting a message, posting an image, you know, taking actions and then creating a game about it. So in the context of the upvoting system, you know, the more upvotes you get, the more points you get, and then you can unlock something as a result of participating in that system. And there's usually a competitive element. If you introduce rewards that are highly valuable, that people can see that it's worth it for them to invest their time in this system, then it really creates a pretty exciting experience for everyone involved. It suddenly becomes like a game, like you're playing a game mm -hmm. with everybody. So it's essentially creating a game out of everyday actions that may not be related to gaming. So I just had this one that flashed into my mind as an example. When I was going through some of the most popular Discord servers in the world, ones that have millions of members, Discord servers can have up to 10 million members in them. So, <laughs> yes. So I was looking at some of the most popular ones that have millions of people in them. And there was this one, which was some kind of gamer girl. It's like for women who love playing video games, but like streaming it. And they mm. had this leaderboard inside the discord server that would automatically update, which would keep track of the amount of time that these women were streaming in the server. And it was almost to the extent that there was like advertising rewards available for the most popular streamers, at least in terms of the time that they were committing. And some of them were like 12 to 16 hour days or something <laughs> just because of the system, you know, they're creating some kind of crazy system with the data. You can do anything with, with tracking it. When I launched art punks, we had this one, which was called the art punks visionary rewards program. And this was during the bull market and it took off like wildfire it really went insane and we had it so that if once you reach level 10 in the discord you're automatically entered into a giveaway for a thousand dollars and a lot of people really liked that and we had like ten thousand people who wanted to get to level 10 so yeah it worked <laughs> it worked yeah it worked really well. So gamification sounds super cool. And I think there's so much possibly there. I can't even wrap my head around all the things that you can do when it comes to gamification. But I think an important subject to touch on for anyone playing around Discord, especially if you're building Discord, especially in Web3, is security. And you touched on it earlier on how important it was. And I'm just wondering if you can give us like some high-level tips or if you have a framework how you think about security with Discord that you could share, but something that would help us make sure that our Discords are secure. So someone who's listening right now that has a Discord, and has a bunch of people in there, what do they need to know? What should they be aware of? Yeah, okay. So there's several points that I'll cover in this. The first one that comes to mind is, if you haven't done this already, go through your roles and permissions. So in the back end of Discord, every role has a permission associated with it. Permissions enable people to do specific things. Go through and do a bit of an audit and make sure that none of your average users such as the at everyone role or verif maybe just like a user who's just joined make sure that they don't have any dangerous permissions such as the ability to delete channels or you know do anything that that you don't want them to do and then the next thing is if you're working by yourself then 
make sure you have two-factor authentication on your Discord account and you have a strong password. And if you have a team, make sure everybody in the team has two-factor authentication on their account and strong passwords. Because the other thing with Discord is that generally the hacks mostly happen when team members have their accounts compromised more likely than like a bot becoming hacked and then going crazy. That happens less often. There's Discord bots out there such as Wickbot and Wickbot I would highly recommend. Wickbot is advanced and it's complicated to use, but there's videos on YouTube that can explain how to use it in under 40 minutes. And it's very worth looking at if you want to secure your community. Wickbot's like a layer of authentication that you put on top of your Discord server, which means that only people that you as the owner decide to give a trusted admin permission or a server owner permission can actually make changes to the Discord server in any way. The bot will be able to pick up if, say, I'll give an example, I'm working with a client right now and they're a AAA game company and they have a Discord server with over 50,000 members and they've got extremely tight security because that would be disastrous if it somehow Mm -hmm. got compromised. And when I was first getting it set up, because the security settings weren't configured so that I could actually gain access to it, I was going and I tried to delete like five channels and then I instantly got put into quarantine. Also, I posted a link in a channel and the link instantly got removed because the link wasn't a verified link by Mm. the staff. They have these like systems in place and that's Wick. And there's other one called Goodnight. Goodnight is like a bot that instantly detects when links are posted in the server and then it's up to the staff to review the links before they actually get posted in the chat. So there's just security bots galore that, yeah, they help really help to protect the server. And then there's one last thing that I would say is there's something I found out about recently. When you think about cold wallets in crypto, where you have a ledger wallet and you have it on that cold wallet. Well, in this context, we call it, there's like a cold admin system where maybe you have an old device that has nothing on it that you don't use anymore, that you completely wipe clean. You transfer the ownership of the server to a brand new Discord account that you then install on that device. And then you assign that particular account to be the owner of the server through Wick. And then you keep that as the highest permission account that's only able to access Wick. No one else can access Wick. So then it's almost just like operating under the rules of Wick. And then it's kind of impenetrable. If you have it set up like that, it would be impossible for anybody to hack it unless they somehow stole that device. Mm-hmm. or hack that device. So if some of our listeners do want more information about that, or maybe they're not as technical as you are and they need help leveling up their Discord server, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Currently, the best way to reach out to me is, first of all, my Discord username is just, it's the Discord guru. And then the tag at the end is just hash 0001. Then you can also email me on peter at the discordguru.com. You can follow me on Twitter, which is just the Discord guru. And you could message me on there. You can obviously go to the website, although we're currently working on upgrading the website. So it's not really in its best state, but the discordguru.com. And also LinkedIn is where I'm very active, which is just the Discord guru again. Awesome. We'll include a lot uh, of examples. We'll put links to all those in the show notes for all the listeners. Okay. Before we wrap here, we'd love to have a little fun, ask you a few speed round questions. First question, what's an NFT you'll never sell? It's not an NFT that's worth anything, but 
It's the NFT for the very first NFT project that I created, which is this one called the Bitcoin slot machine, which is like this crazy kind of animation of this cat that throws a coin into like a slot machine. And then it kind of like spins and then it just starts shooting out coins and raining Bitcoin. And that was the Bitcoin NFT we created with the live price on it. It's not worth anything, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to throw it away. Okay. Favorite Web3 or AI tool to increase productivity? And it could be a Discord tool if you want to pick one. Although you've said a bunch, so you might not have another one. I'm going to say chasm.xyz. Mm. I think that Kyle introduced me and Dan. Dan actually went to hang out with, with Ben at yeah. Art Basel. And I just love it. Like it's so powerful. It's just helping me create amazing solutions to problems that never would have been possible before. Um, mm. And for people who don't know what Chasm does, Chasm's like this Web3 CRM tool where you can track people across multiple platforms. If you have data on a user, such as their Twitter, Discord, email, wallet address, etc., you can then pull all of that data into the one place. And then say a user joins your Discord server who maybe they're like a whale, they're holding a large amount of your token and a few of your NFTs and they join the Discord server, but they don't actually get the verified role, then you can be like, well, why is this highly invested user? Why haven't they moved through the Discord onboarding process? And then if you had their email, you could send them an email and you could follow them up, you know, or there's other ways you could follow them up, but mm. you can do things like that, like automated follow-up sequences and things for people who are meeting certain criteria. It's incredible. It's like active campaign, but for web three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. One thing you've bought recently for under $100 that brings you joy does not have to be digital. I don't tend to buy very many things. I'm quite like <laughs> minimalistic. Nice. Um, so it's really hard to think about what I bought. I would say I could, the first thing that came to mind, but it wasn't recently is I spent, it might've been a little over a hundred dollars, but I bought a meditation cushion, which is like this mm, double nice. ton and, and Zafu like combination. And it makes it so easy to sit for long periods of time without having a problem with my back. So yeah, that's a, that's an example. I'm actually in the market for one of those. So that's a good one. <laughs> I've got one of those as well. And I absolutely love it. I actually have a meditation bench. I prefer the bench over the cushion because I've got super long legs because I'm six foot five and my legs wow. don't flex like most people's. So sitting on the floor, I, the pain is real after a long meditation. Yeah. Peter, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for the time. I learned so much. I'm sure our listeners learned so much. Really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us and helping so many people in the space improve their discords. Yeah, no worries. Happy to be here and would love to help you all out if you need any help with your Discord server. Awesome. Thanks so much, Peter. Take care. No worries. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. And if it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.